0: Hey, this is Joe from Forever Came Calling, and you're listening to Spinning Thoughts.
1: Welcome to episode 119 of Spinning Thoughts. This is Angelo coming at you. Welcome to my home. It's so good to talk to you yet again. Another exciting premiere episode on Adobe Radio every single Thursday at midnight. And then the episodes drop on every single platform the following Monday. So if you're up late with us for the midnight premiere... I hope you have a coffee or, like, something good. You know, uh, thanks for being up late. I appreciate you if you're listening to this in the future. You're just as awesome. We are, we're just, like, diving deep into the 100s now. I still can't believe that we eclipsed 100. We are here in episode 119. I'm a big fan of the uh, dude that I'm about to talk to from the band that is just rocking, and they have been on fire, the last part of 2017, and they're about to to really ramp it up here in early 2018. So everybody, we've got a lot to cover. Help me in saying hello. I've got Joe from Forever Came calling. Joe, what's up, dude? Hey, how's it going? Ah, uh, man, I'm so, so happy to to just be here today and to be talking to you, and it's snowing outside, and it's fucking cold. I mean, it's it's, <laughs> great. it's great, man. What's going on uh, with you? Where are you at right now? Right now, I'm
0: uh, I'm at a desk at my job. Uh, nice. Doing this interview on my lunch break.
1: Oh, dude, you are the man. I feel like I feel like I gotta like buy a sandwich or sometime something on uh, next time you come <laughs> into Pittsburgh. You know. No, let's just, let's just hang out. I'm am a big fan of hanging. Big okay, we'll do that. Hanging. And if a sandwich gets introduced in that time frame, then so be it. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Some. From. from <laughs> what is it? From. Annie's. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If I get some French fries on a piece of bread, I, I mean, I might, I might be in, <laughs> although I, I did uh, just start back up on uh, my keto diet this week. So what is, uh, what is
1: that exactly?
0: It's um, it's pretty much, to be honest, the new fad diet. What it is is it's like a high fat diet, high okay. fat, mild protein, no carbs or little to no carbs. Ooh. So it pretty much wants to, it wants this is going to be like a bunch of nerd shit, but it once <laughs> the point of the diet is to put your body into ketosis, which is where you're using the body fat that you have as your main source of energy instead of carbohydrates, which is what your body first uses for energy. And it's also not really using protein as much. Um, so you just want to be using like, uh, you know, for me, I'm big guy. I have lots of extra storage, so I want to get <laughs> rid of this, this whole. Like, I mean, we're going to get into it, but, like, this whole retro future thing, it's all uh, yeah. tied together, and it's all about... Thank you. Uh, no, we're good. Do you have the night Not yet. Okay. Sorry about that. I uh um, I'll start the retro future. This whole, like, retro future thing, which is, like, the name of our new EP, it's just about, you know, Saturn's return, if you will, like... It's me coming to this, like, big realization in my life as, like, an actual adult now that's like, okay, I need to start being the person that I want to be and just stop thinking about being that person, and that's... You know, a lot of things are changing in the world of Joe.
1: <laughs> well, so. I'm looking forward to diving into that. And you're teasing a lot of really good stuff that's about to be talked about here in this episode. I am certainly not a scientist. And so the the logistics of that diet are beyond me. But I trust the facts that you're providing me, Joe. And <laughs> I wish you the best <laughs> of luck. No carbs, man. That's got to be tough, huh? Yeah, it's... Uh... I mean, I'm a, I'm a carb
0: head. So yes. yeah, but it's, it's not that it's not that bad. And it's all, I mean, consistency is everything with diets. Um, I, a few, when I was like 21, I lost about 200 pounds. Like, and it was all consistency yeah. slowly gained, slowly gained that weight back. But now I'm ready to just get it off and be done with it for sure.
1: There we go. 2018. It's a, it's a, it's going to be an epic year for, for Joe personally, And for Forever Came Calling. So before we dive into some of the new things on the agenda in 2018 for the band, I do just want to look back very quickly on a pretty cool milestone that the band hit, I believe, in 2017. So you guys celebrated five years since the release of the debut full-length Contender, correct? yes so congrats man that's an awesome awesome uh milestone i own it on vinyl it i literally it's on my turntable right now like with, that is so rad dude i love it i i came across it in a record or what's it called uh it the exchange it's i don't know if they're like out by you or whatnot you ever hear of the exchange yeah, yeah, definitely. So, uh, dude, I, you know, I go in there from time to time. I've got a pretty good record collection, vinyl collection, over 300-some. And I'm standing in there, and I'm just flipping through. some. Of it's in. It was in the newer stuff. And uh, I found it. I was like, fuck, no way. I didn't even know that this was on vinyl. It was like $5. And, dude, I love it. I listen to it all the time. <laughs> dude, uh, that's
0: that's so so awesome that you have it. What color do you have?
1: Orange, man.
0: Orange. So you have First Press. Oh, shit. Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah. Yeah, you have transparent orange,
1: right? Yes, yes, I do.
0: That's first press. That's also, don't quote me on this, but I think that might be like the most exclusive color. I'm almost positive.
1: Shut the fuck up, dude. That is awesome. I never knew that. I'm glad I I brought this up.
0: Yeah, I think that might be the hot topic color.
1: All right. Well, look, man. Whenever you're in Pittsburgh and we get a Permane sandwich, I might just happen to have this motherfucker with me for you to just throw your name on there for me. I don't. I have no shame. I have no shame. Dude,
0: that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I, I love Pittsburgh. It's a good city.
1: All right. Hopefully, we'll be seeing you soon. We'll talk about that here a little bit later in the episode. So, again, looking back on Contender, what are you most proud of with this album?
0: Um, with Contender, I think. The the thing that I was most proud of uh, about it when it first got done and was out is probably the thing that like stuck with me. Um we worked with Sam Pura, uh which I think that a lot of people feel different ways and this and that. You hear different things. Personally, I think Sam Pura is a great, like he's great at what he does. Um and I'm really glad that we did our first record with Sam because he taught us a lot about ourselves, which I think is always a really great experience um, for musicians. Is I like he, he taught us that uh, ego is not always a good thing, right? You know. Um, I think before that we went into the studio, every studio we'd been to, and the songs were done, and like that's just what got recorded, you know, and. Contender was the first thing it was. Well, it was the second thing. Um, Contender was the first big thing that the band did. Right. That got attention that like got people into our band. And I would honestly credit a lot of that with what Sam Pierre did with us in the studio. And a lot of that was like us never being satisfied, him not being satisfied and pushing to make better songs. And he taught me personally, just because I think a song's done. Doesn't mean that it actually is done, you know <laughs> yeah you you start working with people like producers and engineers, and you hire those people because you trust them to give you an honest outside opinion on what your music is, like you know what's actually coming across and not and not your intention, maybe, and so he like what made what made me really proud of that record and still is is sam and um Sam really made me a better songwriter and really forced me to be a lot more um critical of like what's going on and not just think that everything fucking is awesome
1: now joe before we dive into all this amazing shit that's about to happen here in 2018 um we're gonna just we're gonna play a song and and it's crazy because at the time of this taping The band hasn't announced it yet. So, you know, it's all about timing, right? And so (laughs) uh, it's pretty cool to be talking about it before you guys are even announcing it. But when everyone's listening to this, I'm I'm sure many of you have already heard it. It doesn't hurt to check it out again because this could be fucking awesome. So we're going to jam this brand new single from forever came calling it's going to be off of uh you know this this ep we're going to be talking about here soon everyone let's rock out to borrowed cars from forever came calling enjoy You just finished listening to Borrowed Cars, the the literally like brand spanking new single from Forever Came Calling. They just announced it this week, and Joe, you know, again we're we're talking about this. We're taping this before the premiere on Adobe Radio, uh, so it hasn't been announced yet, but no one knows that. So talk to me here about Borrowed Cars. This is a brand new single from the band. What's going on with this song? Give me some insight
0: uh so borrowed cars is um it's fucking awesome <laughs> <laughs> nice no uh that sounds so pretentious no but, dude
1: no but, you listen hold on before you, you you say anything else i love it when i talk to bands and they give themselves credit because you deserve it man like you, forever sh- came calling rocks I fucking love you guys. If anyone isn't <laughs> so familiar, please get familiar. And there's nothing wrong when when it comes to anything you do in life to having pride with it. It does fucking rock. So you you do you. Thank you, thank
0: you. Um, so this is a uh, the the writing on this went a little bit different than the normal forever came calling sessions. All right. Uh, Normally like we all get together like well normally up until this we all lived in the same town so it was just like let's just meet up in you know our practice spot and just start jamming different ideas so with this one we had to go you know Tom our guitar player is in Atlanta our bass player John is in Portland like I'm still in California so it's just kind of like you know everyone's spread out so me and Tom We're sending demos back and forth to each other through GarageBand, and uh, Tom just sent me the riff, like the intro riff, and I was like, "This is so fucking tight! Like, it's (laughs) so heavy, like, but melodic and like very interesting." Um, Me and Tom are kind of like water and oil sometimes, okay? Because Tom is Tom is hands down like one of the best musicians I've ever played with but he is such a good musician that he very easily gets bored with just playing guitar like he you know he just wants to like rip it and shred it as hard as he can and i attack <laughs> music i'm i'm a songwriter i'm not yeah. a guitar player you know what i mean and, and a lot of people don't realize there's like very those are two different things like a songwriter will approach the, a guitar differently than a guitar player will a guitar player is like that's my craft like that's what i do right i want to like push boundaries and you know a songwriter's like i want to get across what's in my head you know and i don't care how simple or how hard it is and so we definitely like i heard the riff and i was like that's awesome and it went into like a punk beat or something after that and i was like no like this is not tight um so we just kind of went back and forth and finally like Tom sent me this version, which is pretty close to like what actually ended up on the record. And it's to me, like what, when um I heard the song back for the first time, it was very much like I think what the band has been building towards. And it's, you know, I would say the apex of like that, I guess, sonic uh, like that sonic mountain that we were climbing. It it has these really interesting melodic, heavy riffs. But also, like, to be honest, I think some of the best vocal takes I've ever done are in that song. And it's, like, very pretty, but also, like, very, like, anthematic. And it also has a much more uh, uh, mature feeling to it to me, which I hate using all these things because I feel like an asshole right now. <laughs> Just being like, yo, it's so sick. Like, it's mature and fucking epic. And, like, your <laughs> friends are going to be like, holy fuck. Um but like, that's – I mean, that's how, you know, from – that's how I felt about it. And, like, when we talked – we worked with Rick King and Nick Thompson on this. And yeah. Nick's from uh, Hit the Lights, and um, we've toured with him a few times. And this is a song that, like, <clears throat> once once we sent the demo over, everyone's like, cool. Like, that one's done. You know what I mean? Like, this one is, like, ready to go. Yep. And so, you know, when we were – when I was approaching melodies for it and stuff like that, Um, Nick is uh, Nick who produced the album. He was someone who like gave me a lot of confidence that I think that I had lost in myself back because Nick, to be honest, is in this band that I looked up to growing up, you know, and um, it's crazy that we've toured with him. It's crazy to me that he was like working on the album with us. And he's someone who, you know, I remember just sitting down and like, I wasn't really sure how like everything was gonna go because I'm a nervous wreck all the time. And he's just like, dude, like you're a great lyricist and like a great vocalist. And like you just need to own like what you do and like fuck anybody that doesn't like it. Yep. And he's like, he's like, that's what you have to do, man, because like people like your band already. So, you know, you just have to like, I just had a lot of self-doubt in the studio, you know, and he him and Rick both were two people who I I definitely believe in serendipity and stuff like that. I think that this album, you know, might not have come out as awesome without them because they definitely gave me that little boost of like doing my thing. And Nick, you know, he was just a great, great person to have around and to help me, to help me like, you know, get these songs together. And also, he uh he would force me to look at songwriting in a little bit different way like i'm someone that writes a melody and i just kind of sing like a diddly. like it'll be like oh but, like oh that's catchy like that's cool that part's done and nick someone who'd be like but what comes after that? <laughs> and then i'd be like i don't know yet like i to get there and get there and he's like no like we need to figure out the we got to figure out the end now so yeah. we know what's coming after <laughs> that and so nick like forced me to like you know and helped me like figure out how to like write these melodies in a way that like was a composition and not me just being like, yeah, that's catchy. That's catchy. That's catchy. It's like a whole composition. And that's like something I'll forever be grateful for.
1: All right. So, Everybody who is uh with us and jamming out to episode one nineteen and we just finished listening to borrowed cars is what we've been talking about. Let us know on Twitter what you think. It just dropped this week. We're on Twitter at Spin Thoughts, and of course, Forever Came Calling at Hey, it's F C C. Let us know what you think. Uh Joe, we're we're dancing around talking about this EP and we're almost there. Right before we get there, I want to talk about the previous single the first one that really came out here right toward the end of 2017 Kansas City a great great song i've enjoyed listening to that it's uh it's actually on one of our uh, Spotify playlist for spinning thoughts. So everybody, if you're not following us on Spotify, we do playlists all the time, and you can check out Kansas City from Forever Came Calling. Now, when the song first dropped, the band posted a small paragraph on Facebook detailing some of the background of the song. For those listening who have not seen the post, the first line says, and I quote: "This is a song about losing something you can't replace, about getting lost in your head because." Uh, sometimes what and if can be two of the most terrifying words when placed next to each other. So, Joe, elaborate on that post and the overall message behind the song.
0: Okay, uh, I'm just going to be super real because that's something that I promised myself that I was going to do with from here on out with the band and in my personal life. Um, the song is actually about... Uh, the me and this guy, Tim, who's one of my best friends in the world, started the band Forever Kim Calling years ago. Like yeah. we we uh we were like he's one of my best friends and he died in December of 2016, yeah. No, oh, 2015. <laughs> Holy shit, everything bleeds together. Yeah. Um and he died of uh, an overdose. And if you listen to our band all oh, there's a song called Substances that um is about him and like a an interaction that we had and um in that song like I like I wrote that song Substances from like a very angry standpoint a very like like fuck you like yeah. you're you know you know like like fuck you like I want to help you but you won't let me help you yeah and And we never talked about it. Like we talked since then, and like you know, I thought things were getting better for him. And and then you know, um, we had been talking. He was clean and sober. Uh, You know, I thought everything was going good. We like had plans to hang out like later in the year. And then I just get a call from his ex-girlfriend one night, and she's like, "Hey, uh, Tim died." You know, it's like four in the morning, and I'm just like, "What?" you know, like, what's going on here, and, um, I never really got to, like, fully, like, I guess, apologize to Tim for, like, you know, for pretty much, like, putting, putting this, you know, putting this song out to the world, and, like, not really telling him about it before it was out, and when I was younger, I thought, you know, well, it's my life, like, I deal with things, like, that's how I deal with things, so, like, fuck someone that doesn't like that, but, as you get older, you realize like it just because it's in a song doesn't mean that like people like that song has repercussions. you yeah. know what I mean? Like that song, like and and I think that I spent I still feel, you know, I have feelings towards that song. Um, but like the what and the ifs, it's just like I never got to have that conversation with Tim, like to where it was like, you know, like pretty much I'm sorry, but also, I never got to have a conversation to where, you know, it was like, man, if you need help, like I'm here to help you. Cause I'd had those conversations so many times with them. And that song substances came from a point of frustration to where it was just like, I'm so upset that like, nothing's changing that like, I just, you know, like I don't, I just want to be done with it. And naively, you know, like that's where that song was written from and Kansas city, uh, it's the first song that I wrote for the CP and it's about, you know, being, I'm trying to think of like the right word, like just being very upset with yourself about the way that you like handled, handled a situation that there was a lot more deli- like delicate parts than you thought that there was. And it's about, to be to put you situationally in it, the song's about i flew um how I flew out to his parents' house um to do a celebration of life and it's just a collection of the memories from that night and a collection of like how far someone's life like stretches into other people's lives and how he was such an incredible person, and his family's full of incredible people, and there's just something that's gone, you know like they say that time heals everything and I I do think that time has a lot of healing factors, but it'll never be the same, you know? And you're kind of just left thinking like, holy shit, like, could I have done more? Should I have like, you know, what could I have done to like not have this be the end result? And it's just a lot of questioning stuff like that and trying to understand where like where you fit into like what happened, you know?
1: Absolutely. And Joe, I want to say, I'm very sorry for the loss. I appreciate you you talking about it. I know it's probably not easy. So I do appreciate that. And so what I'm going to do is of course, we're taping this. So this isn't live. So uh, everyone listening, uh, whenever this drops on all platforms, which will be on Monday, whatever date that is Monday after this premiere, uh, I'll have in the episode notes, a, a couple links uh for you know different sites if if you have uh you know drug or alcohol abuse uh you know in your life or addiction or anything like that I'm going to post some links just so that if you know anybody or you yourself could utilize it uh just for reference here and again Joe thanks for the insight on Kansas City yeah
0: no problem I uh I just think um like there's just a big uh I mean, opioid addiction is a, like an all time high in America right now. And it's it fucking really terrifying. Is. It's terrifying. Um, and I think it's something that <clears throat> people know about, but everyone's afraid to talk about. Yeah. And I would rather talk about it and be a little bit uncomfortable in hopes that, like, maybe, you know, it reaches someone that needs to hear something about that at the time.
1: I hear you, dude. And unfortunately, I, you know, I. I, I can relate to your situation, and I think a lot of people listening probably can, too, and, and it's sad that that so many can relate whether they've been affected or know somebody who has been. Uh, it's definitely something that the more it's talked about, hopefully, the more light that can be shed on it and, and to help people who are struggling with addiction and and things of that nature so again check in the episode notes uh on your favorite streaming site apple Podcasts, google play all that stuff we'll have some links down there for reference uh, to help anybody out so uh joe let's continue talking here about the exciting news that has been dropped here this week and i'm so stoked to have the opportunity to talk to you about it now we talked about the single uh, borrowed cars, and and we just finished talking about Kansas City. So these are these are both tracks then that are coming off of this brand new EP that was just announced this week called Retro Future. Correct? Yes, sir. Oh my God, is this so awesome? Like I'm so excited. I'm trying to uh, just <laughs> hold myself back here. So um, really amazing uh, announcements. How? Honestly, dude, I mean, how stoked are you and, like, the band, if you want to speak for them, to finally, because there's been some teasing, okay, on, you guys have been teasing this. So, how's it feel for you guys to finally be able to announce this to fans?
0: Um, So, just to give the audience a little bit of insight, this is Monday that we're, we're taping this. Yes. On. So, I am so excited, <laughs> but I also have so much work to do before tomorrow at 9 a.m., <laughs> But um uh, just with the band and stuff, uh this this whole retro future thing, like it feels so good that we're starting to see a little bit of you know, of the fruits of it. Like people are really into Kansas City. Um and you know, borrowed cars you just heard, like I think it's one of the strongest songs we've ever written. I'm very excited for people to t- check it out. Uh this whole retro futurism thing, like it's uh something i've been into my fiance actually got me into it like just talking about it like saturn's return all that stuff i don't know if you're into any of that or if anybody wants to look that up and probably make more sense but this retro future thing the name of the album it's just i think for me personally and for the band it's kind of a return to like true form um We've always been known as, like, one of the, like, hardest working bands, which is such a strange concept, (laughs) Um, but it's, you know, the band decided, like, we had a few people interested in putting out our next record, and nothing really felt right, Um, it just was like, it, the band felt, the band felt very, like, stuck, and so we took a little bit of time to ourselves we're like okay like how are we going to do this and we don't feel stuck anymore and so the idea just got thrown out like what if we put out an ep ourselves and it's like okay like that gets me excited you know what i mean like that makes me feel like okay like yeah and we talked about it to people and everyone's like that sounds fucking crazy um (laughs) and i was like it definitely sounds a little bit crazy yeah uh but it felt right. You know, it felt like in my head, I was like, that's what feels good. Like that feels like what we should. So that's what we kind of did. And it's just, um, our friends at smart punk, uh, when they heard that we were doing the record ourselves, they offered to like license the the record on vinyl. And we were like, Hey, like that sounds cool. Like we're not, you know, that'd be cool if you want to help out with that. So they got involved and it's just been a very, uh, you know you it's like getting to know yourself again you know and you're testing your metal and it's been honestly one of the hardest things i've done in probably the past 5 years but i think that it's it's the move that had to happen to push the band to the next platform uh, a big thing that i that um the big thing that i took away was like uh <clears throat> where is it right i'm trying to find it right now I had the thing that i talk about the most retro future is letting go of how you thought things were going to play out so something brighter and better can take its place and like that's kind of the idea behind it all pretty much it's just you know when you're younger like when you're a young band or when you're you know in high school or you know in college you think okay in 10 years i'm going to have this this and this and like i'll be at this point in my life and it's going to be great and then you know you close to that 10 year mark and you're like i have some of that stuff i don't have all that stuff my shit's still not figured out <laughs> like it's not going the way that i planned it out like what's wrong with me and this retro future piece about the band and me personally letting go of like what was supposed to happen so that like we can forge a new path and like you know be a phoenix instead of just a dead fucking bird
1: that's that's something that a lot of people, I think, could benefit from uh, placing that kind of, like, mentality into their life. I know that I certainly could, and that's why music is just so beautiful, man, because of those kinds of, like, themes and just uh, vibes that you get, uh, and I'm so – I can – here's the thing, Joe. I can, like, tell – you know, I'm no expert, okay? I'm a, I've only done 119 episodes here, but <laughs> – <laughs> but I will say that I've talked to bands where I can tell – when they're really excited about something coming out, or, you know, you almost can get the vibe from my end of it, like when you can almost tell that they're going through the motions, or they're being told what to say, kind of. (coughs) And I can tell with you that you're not being told anything, that this is just what it is, and I can really feel your excitement about everything that's about to happen here in 2018. And, again, I'm so stoked to be able to talk to you about it, and everybody... uh, I can't encourage you enough. Hit us up on Twitter. Let us know. We love the interaction at SpinThoughts and, uh, of course, for Forever Came Calling at Hey, it's FCC. Uh, let us know what's going on here, what you're thinking about, all the good news here from Forever Came Calling. Now, uh, I want to just get like some quick details because, again, as as Joe pointed out to everybody, uh, we're taping this on a Monday. The announcement's coming on to Tuesday. So I'm still in the dark on some of these things. So for my own knowledge, when is the EP dropping? What's the date? March.
0: Street date is March 23rd, 2018. Oh, uh, hell yeah.
1: Okay. I was hoping that it was going to be, you know, here soon, which I consider that soon. So that's good to know. Now, how many tracks are going to be housed on Retro Future? There,
0: it is a five-song EP. Um, but there are six songs
1: out there. How does that work? Uh, just that. Just,
0: uh, <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta do with it what you will.
1: <laughs> All right. I can dig it. I can dig it. Now, uh, does the band plan on teasing any more tracks uh, f- for, from the EP or even like music video, lyric video, anything like that that we can expect? W- yeah, whether you so, want to say a lot or not before the album releases
0: so as far as like new music it'll be sprinkled in like all of the uh <clears throat> all of the promo stuff that we're doing um but as far as <clears throat> full new songs you probably won't hear any more full new songs till it's closer to the release date but you are going to get some music videos and like some cool acoustic sessions and um Actually, a couple of cool covers that we're working on um that are like live live acoustic sessions, so we're pretty excited about that stuff uh, but yeah I, I mean there's we <coughs> with it only being five official songs, it's kind of like you don't want to you know tease every song and then right it's, yeah, so we did we're doing the two singles and then they'll get music videos and all the all the. All the bells and whistles. You
1: know how it goes. I do, and I am so stoked. I can't wait for it to get a little bit closer. Maybe, Joe, maybe Spinning Thoughts can get a nice little advanced copy, and we can give a nice review on it before it drops. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. definitely. (laughs) My man, my man. All right, so uh, this is a similar question that I asked you when we first started talking here at the beginning of episode 119, I asked you if you could go back and give yourself some advice um, in relation to Contender. What would it be? And I think that this is a good opportunity to ask a similar question. This EP, Retro Future, uh, just announced this week. Joe, you mentioned this is going to be self-release. That's a big endeavor. It really, really is. What kind of advice would you have for other bands? Uh, spinning thoughts has been focusing a lot on the unsigned band recently. I'm I'm starting a new uh, unsigned band spotlight on our website. We're going to talk more about that here in the coming weeks, but uh, so we have a lot of people that I think would be interested in getting some advice from you on this. What advice would you give to people who are in a band and perhaps approaching um, a self-released collection of music?
0: Um, so honestly, I guess, I mean, I'm not really someone to give advice because I'm just <laughs> figuring it out myself. But uh, we self-released when we were younger, you know, um, I think that the main advice is just like, make sure that you believe in what you're doing. And a big thing that I've learned from self-releasing, which is which regardless of what happens from here on out with the band, <clears throat> something that will stick with me. Is like it got me back in touch with my artists. You know, I think that when you start involving other people, like they're, I mean, we've worked with some of the best people to work with, and I have no ill will or ill intentions towards anyone that we've worked with because we've worked with really, we've been lucky to work with really great people. Um, But the one thing is, is like once you start involving other people, you have to like kind of like also let them be a part of it, you know, and that's a good thing. Collaboration is awesome. Yes. But I think where personally I failed myself is I am such a neurotic, like wishy-washy person on things that I don't ever have confidence in like my own personal decision. So I just kind of like, I put out an idea, but if someone else didn't like that idea, I'd be like, okay, yeah, my idea is probably stupid anyway. But with this whole thing, it's like got me back in touch with like, you know, like maybe this idea will be fucking crazy, but like it's art, it's beautiful, it's yep. living, it's, you know, even if someone doesn't like it, like it makes me feel good, you know, and and we're not one of those bands that's like going to disrespect the people that like, that are our fan base, you know, because that I, I think that that's shitty too, but I definitely did forget that, you know, art the art comes first, and that's what this is, I think that if there's any advice I could give someone, it would just be you know, like just be a, be a fucking artist. You know, be crazy. Be don't don't do the same shit as someone else just because that's cool. Because I think that creates a really monotonous, really really cancerous scene. And then you you know you become a stock, you become one of many. You know, as opposed to being yourself. And honestly, the best artists in the world were just themselves. And I don't care what anybody says like. You're going to have more fun doing the fuck what you want to do than trying to, like, play it by numbers, you know? Because there's no no matter what someone tells you, this shit, there's no map to it. There's not. There's no fucking (laughs) – there's no surefire success way. There's no shortcut. Like, the only shortcut there is is just 100% believing in the words that you're putting into a song. Like, that's – because at the very least, that will reach someone feeling the same way that you're feeling. Like, that's the only, like, the only truth to this, you know, people want to say, like, it's all about, you know, this or that, but it, like, you know, it's all about the right look, it's all about the right imaging and stuff like that. And that stuff definitely does play a part. But at the end of the day, what, you know, being an artist, being yourself, willing to, like, be creative and, like, take on, like, new ideas and willing to, like, be able to like embrace that like that's
1: the most important thing i'm loving everything you're saying and I, f- I feel like i should be taking notes or i should be changing uh the name from spinning thoughts to deep thoughts because this is really fucking great dude i yeah, on, i love i'm it.
0: long-winded so you can cut me off no <laughs> hey listen this
1: is this is when my job is super easy is when i ask a question and then you know, you just, you, you fill in a couple minutes of talking. No one, listen, Joe, here's the thing. Maybe you don't know this. Uh, no one is listening to episode 119 because of me. They're listening to episode 119 because of you. So <laughs> this, you just keep on talking and and we'll be in good shape. So I I, <laughs> I appreciate the words, brother. I really do. Now we're winding, we are winding down here towards the end of episode 119. We've covered a lot. It's going to be an exciting year here in 2018 for forever came calling uh two final topics joe we're going to touch on here real quick now in support of the release of retro future forever came calling will be hitting the road for a u.s tour i'm under the impression again we're talking before this has been announced so it's a tricky situation when does this uh tour kick off um
0: the tour kicks off march 10th in lafayette louisiana we're playing a uh, festival called Wilhelm's record, Wilhelm records. Um, it's their first inaugural fest. It's a, it's a cool label based in Louisiana. That's like really, really nurtured the scene around there. And we were invited to play and we were like, you know what? This sounds fun. We've never played Louisiana. Yeah. I can't um,
1: believe that. You told me that today in in the email that you've never played Louisiana. I couldn't believe it.
0: Yeah. And like, there's, um, I think like, at this point, there's there will be three states we haven't played after we play Louisiana, um, and that will be the Dakotas. We've never played the Dakotas, and we've never played Hawaii.
1: But you've been to Alaska. That, Wait, you've played in Alaska?
0: Yeah, we played we played like four shows in Alaska.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, dude, I love you. I, Alaska's my favorite state. I've never been there. I just fucking love it.
0: <laughs> yeah, Alaska's fucking incredible. Damn, incredible. dude. But, yeah, so it starts off March 10th. And then we have about five days off, and the actual tour starts March – let me check real quick, and so I'm not <laughs> false quoting. March 16th in San Antonio, Texas. Okay. Works its way up the East Coast and ends – April sixth
1: at Chain Reaction in Anaheim, California. Damn! Oh, dude, that's a that's a healthy tour and a great start with the Wilhelm Records Wilhelm Records Fest. That's a tough one. I should have practiced. Um, <laughs> that's going to be a, a really interesting uh, endeavor. That was actually the second thing. The the last thing, I, I guess. Really, we were going to talk about and we've covered it, so that's fine. Uh, so and you're basically on the road for an entire month now. What what kind of cities, I know you mentioned you're going to hit up the East coast and you're going to be ending over there on the West. What kind of like cities or markets are you guys really covering here?
0: Um, let me check. I'll, I'll just plug it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Why why Uh, the fuck not?
0: So we're pretty much hitting, uh, we're pretty much hitting every major market. Like we, we've done a lot of, I mean, we've toured quite a bit. This is, the good thing is, this is our first time back in a couple of years, so yeah. we're really excited. We really, we really hope that people show up. Uh, like that's like a big thing here. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's that's to the forefront of everyone's mind.
1: Yeah, um, they will.
0: <clears throat> but we just we're, we're going to cities that like have always shown us like a lot of love, and um, obviously, it's a little bit of a shorter run for us. So we couldn't get everywhere, like we're not going to be able to get to Pittsburgh, which kind of sucks. That's okay. Um, But we will be in Cleveland, which is kind of
1: close. Well, and so hold on, let me just pause you there because this is something that I like to mention from time to time to the listeners. So uh, I, I don't really vocalize a lot of pet peeves, but one thing that I do – not like to see in the music community is when a band announces a tour and then there's a lot of negativity from like people in the cities where the band's not going and I get the disappointment and and that's great that like you love a band so much that you're you're upset that they're not hitting up your city but in this scenario like you're mentioning Joe you're not hitting up Pittsburgh but you're going to be in Cleveland so for me that's like a two two and a half maybe three hour drive okay you know I would be willing to make that drive, and I bet you, Joe, I might see you. Not even bet. I will see you in Cleveland. Why the fuck not? I'll come out and see you. oh yeah. And so I encourage – I do this from time to time. I encourage the listeners, if there's a band that you love and you want to support and they're not, like, in your quote-unquote city, go on an adventure. Go and see them in another city. It's amazing to meet new people, to see new places. Challenge yourself to break out of your shell and, and tra- the band is traveling a shit ton already. Go and meet them halfway. I encourage it. So uh, Cleveland, man, w- do you have the date up? When is Cleveland?
0: Yeah. So Cleveland is uh, the 28th of March.
1: Nice, dude. We're, you know what? I'll have to let you know for sure. I'm going to make my way out there. I've got friends out in Cleveland anyway. So
0: yeah, yeah. Let me know. We'll put you on the guest list.
1: Fuck yeah. That's what I'm talking about, dude. That is what's
0: up. Um, yeah, we're, we're, uh, I, I definitely, uh, echo your sentiments on that though. I'm from, I'm from 29 palms, California, Joshua tree, California. So there, no one ever comes here. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, growing up, I was very used to like driving three or four hours to see a band I love. Yeah. You know? Um, so when kids complain, it's always like a foreign concept to me. Like, well, Hey, like, you know, a kid from Chicago will be like, Oh, you're not, you're not even playing Chicago. You're playing Joliet. And it's like, that's like a 45 minute yeah. drive from you know, yeah, like, yeah. like, come on. Like, you know, I would, I wish that there was an option of a 45 minute drive for some bands for me. That's yeah. never been an option, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's crazy. But perspective is reality, you know, like obviously if you've never had to drive that far for a show, it's a little bit different, but on this one, we're hoping that our fans miss the band enough to maybe make some of the drives that they normally wouldn't want to make.
1: Well, you know what, man? I think so, and I, again, would encourage everybody to to just challenge yourself, you know, or whatever it is. Just embrace the unknown. Go to a different city. Meet new people. You, you know, you, one of my favorite things about talking to bands, and we're not going to get to this with you, Joe, but I love to talk— about, like, just the experiences that bands have in different cities and, like, the food and the culture and all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, again, not only are you seeing Forever Came Calling, which is fucking awesome, but experience a new city, new people. It'll be great. Now, Joe, we are here toward the end of episode 119, and I can't thank you enough for being here and giving me your time. We talked about time being something you can't get back, so I really do appreciate the time you've given me and the listeners here at Spinning Thoughts. Before we sign off, is there anything else you'd like to add or say uh, to the listener, to your fans, anybody like that?
0: Um, First off, thank you for having us, and I appreciate your time just as much. This has been a really fun and awesome interview. Thank you. Um, but also, uh, I mean, just a normal plug, like, if you can, like, we're independently releasing a record. Uh, to me, like, one of the goals that I have is it'd be nice to chart on Billboard, so... If you like the band or care about the band at all, I think um, this would be the time to, like, show that love. Like, pick up a CD, come to a show, come hang out. Just, uh, you know, I want to prove that, like, you can change your stars. That, like, the path that you were on can always be, like, reconnected. So that's what this whole experience is about. And if that's something that, like, you can get behind, we'd love your support. Buy a T-shirt or something like that. I know it's stupid, but you know, those first week numbers help out a band a lot.
1: Absolutely. And, uh, I'm assuming Joe that tomorrow, you know, when everyone, again, this will be kind of in the past when everyone's listening, but whenever you announce, and forever came calling announces this, I'm assuming there's going to be pre-orders and like vinyl, like can you pre-order the vinyl and all that kind of stuff?
0: We're going to be doing pre-orders of like, like the record t-shirts. We're actually doing a really cool, um, a really cool denim jacket.
1: No, yes, that's awesome. Yeah. We're uh,
0: like with this thing, we're doing a retro future club. Like, we're trying to create a cool little club for us and our fans. And uh, there's a sick denim jacket that we're doing. Like, I mean, you know, all the bells and whistles you get with the new record. Um, big, it's a uh, forevercamecalling.bigcartel.com or at smartpunk.com. You can pre order just the record. So, lots of lots of cool links lots of cool stuff lots of new
1: everybody we you heard it here on spinning thoughts episode 119 with joe from forever came calling a lot of great shit coming here in 2018 joe we got to talk off the air for a second don't hang up thank you so much for being here for episode thank 119 you for having me. once again i want to thank joe from forever came calling for being with me here for episode 119 of Spinning Thoughts. What an epic week for the band. They announced their upcoming EP Retro Future. It drops on March the 23rd. They're going to be at the Wilhelm Records Festival on March the 10th in Lafayette, Louisiana. Their U.S. headlining tour, which they just announced this week, kicks off in San Antonio, Texas on March the 16th. This tour runs all the way through April the 6th in Anaheim, California they just dropped their latest single borrowed cars make sure you check it out as you're getting amped for retro future check us out on twitter at spin thoughts we've got a facebook and instagram soundcloud I would love for you to add me on snapchat I post a lot of stupid shit and I'd love to hear you make fun of me for it we have a website thespinningthoughts.com a lot of great content so far here in 2018 just dropped an advanced review for speak low if you speak loves uh upcoming album here on january the 19th nearsighted check that out and so much more thespinningthoughts.com you can subscribe to the show for free on apple Podcasts, google play tune in stitcher and more and then of course every single thursday at midnight eastern we have premiere episodes on adobe radio those episodes then drop on every single platform the following Monday. I love you all. I hope everybody's having a great start to this year. I know I am. The music is killing it so far. You guys rock. Until next time, make sure you share music and spread love.